Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to be motivated by your host, Reverend John Wheeler! Now shut up! Hey, you shut up! Sit down! Shut up! Shut up! Welcome to the Reverend John Wheeler podcast where it is time to get motivated. Um, today is a special episode. Because it's Mother's Day. In fact, I probably will put it out on Sunday rather than rather than Monday. Just for, oh, I don't know, sacramental reasons. Sacramental? Is that a right word? Sentimental. This is going to be a great podcast. You know what? It might be sacramental reasons, too. It will be the Lord's Day. But I really wanted to talk about something today. And it's that the times, they're getting a little tough. I gotta say... If you make all of your money from exploiting desperate workers and if you deal in like futures in the stock market and all these other things, if you are involved in the top part of the economy in any way, not where I live, not where Bill lives, we, have, we still have to trade our uh, labor, and in some cases, my ideas and things. But either way, on an individual level, you know, whether whether it's art or whether it's 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 doing things at Whole Foods, I don't know exactly what your job is. I mean, I know where you work. It's, it's but I assume, uh, yeah. We won't start talking a whole bunch about that or anything. But you know, it's a you know, Amazon owns. Whole Foods these days, and and uh, you know, Bill puts in a lot of hours, as a lot of people have been doing, because there's just really not enough people to go around, and a lot of people talk business types or just stupid assholes that are in their twenties that think they're not just going to be working for someone else when they grow up. I have bad news for you, but uh, oh no, you're going to make your first million at twenty six, man, because you know what you appreciate hard work. And you kiss up to and defend really rich people on the internet. And maybe, you know, maybe, you know, I've talked about this before, but maybe you'll learn some points. Maybe you'll get to uh, become a person that is in charge of a million other people. Uh, probably not, but regardless, you can't, when you run a business, okay, you can't just treat people better to get more employees, that's 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 not an option. You can't you can't you can't incentivize them by paying them. You can't because yeah, like if the guy in charge makes twenty nine million in a year and makes twenty eight and a half the next year, just to retain a bunch of well trained employees that care about what they're doing that you don't have to replace every three months, that just doesn't make any sense. That's not good business sense. People, and, and I understand because business is something that. A lot of people just don't really put enough stock into. I mean, I, I long ago, you know, I had a job. Uh, long ago, I had a job, but I, I've had I've had retail jobs. I've had all these things, and and uh, you know, I've also had like shitty business to business jobs and things like uh, delivering car parts to, to whatever you know, like freelance, don't have to pass a drug test type stuff. Like I was the only person there that wasn't a felon. 
I mean, I was committing felonies, right. but I worked with a bunch of people who weren't smart enough to not get caught for those felonies. And, you know, that was the job they could get. And a, a fine job it was. Drive around, fart, and listen to podcasts. Not a lot of customer service. Not a lot of doing much anything except for trying to avoid getting killed on black ice in the Minnesota winters every fucking day. Um, but here's something I noticed at that job. Is that, you know, we would deliver to, to places that built transmissions and things like that. And uh, there'd be, you know, big places that had a front office with, like, carpet in it and air conditioning in the summer. You know, you know like a, somewhere fancy, you know, like a Tires Plus, like that kind of operation. Never really Tires Plus. We weren't that fancy. But, I mean, you know, there was occasionally uh, spots that were that were a little more, you know, upscale or whatever. And then there was, you know, people that just had kind of a house out in the middle of nowhere with 40 half-broken cars in the thing, just running their own little thing there. And then, you know, stuff that was partway in between. And a lot of the in-between stuff was hilarious because I would really see that people would be like, I have a business to run. I fix cars. I have a car-fixing business. And, you know, I, I, I know what I'm doing, and I deserve your respect and everything because I know a lot about fixing cars. And I would run into all sorts of weird BS. Even like I, I had no responsibility, but I would still just blunder through how poorly everything would be run at these things. And I was like, you know that half of a mechanic business is business? <laughs> and fucking nobody ever seemed to like figure that out. They'd be like, how come you're not picking these things up and bringing them back? I'm like, well, because I don't know where they are. I don't know where you are after. I'm not going to wander around hunting you down to go like, can you rummage through this pile of garbage while the next seven places I need to go to sit and wait, getting ready to complain about how long it takes while you go around. Like you could just throw shit in a box and put a sticker on it and always put it in the same place by the door. Something like that. And I will grab it. Probably everyone else will too. I don't even really need to talk to them about it first. I also am under no obligation, but they'll probably just notice it. And go, oh, these go back to where I work because there's, you know, someone wrote on the box to do that, which would take three seconds so much faster than just getting on the phone and bitching to the place that we were independent contractors for that really had no whatever, like no authority to fire anyone. But, um, yeah, and I would even mention that. And these people who were like 20 years my senior at the time and uh, – all this other shit, they would just be like, oh, wow, yeah, I don't know. I guess I could maybe do that. Um, but can't, you know, they'd always be wondering, you know, these self-starter rural types, really appreciated, hardworking people of a certain color. And they, you know, they, they, they would think that idea was pretty great. And then they'd be like, I don't know why I should be doing that. <laughs> I'm like, do you want this stuff to go? Like, their solution was, could someone else... Please do something impossible, like go and search a bunch of unlabeled crap. In these, I mean, you've ever seen the movie Nothing But Trouble? Like some of these places really looked like ah, yeah. the Vulcanvania, you know, just cars stacked up. It's like, okay, yeah, cool. I'll just go on a scavenger hunt, so you don't have to do extra work for you know to help your own business. So you have a little bit more time to post mean things about gay people on social media because your grandkids don't fucking talk to you anymore, nor should they. But it astonishes me how, how no one has any business sense. And I, I recommended to everybody when I, when I worked at a music venue, there'd be kids there and I'd always be like, I want to go to school for music. And I was like, don't do that. Go to school for business and then just learn music along the way. Or, 
you know, just on your own. But he, or here's an even better idea that I thought of like kind of later on. Don't learn about music. Don't learn about the other half of whatever that is at all. Because the people with more money than you are never going to under like if that you work for, even if you're doing something really complicated, they're they they have no idea what you're doing. They just got their all their degrees in business. Like if someone runs like a place that sells art. They, they don't know about art and business. They just know about business. And then they bring artists in and they're like, I don't know. Like, have you ever noticed that everyone that's ever been your boss has no idea what they're talking about? And yet they're your boss and you're the one that knows, you know, what's supposed to be going on and all that shit. No, it's because they know about business. Okay. They have all the answers and whether they blog there or not, they end up in charge of people who know way more about everything than they do because they didn't learn about the thing they learned about business. So now they're in charge. And that is what I, you know, that's going to be my little piece of motivational advice because I see people on the internet being like, hey, if you want, you know, employees <laughs> to work at your company instead of one people doing 10 people's job, you know, again, people bits are like, well, maybe pay people more. You can't just pay people more. Are you crazy? No. And you don't know anything about business. That's why you work for someone else. That's why, you know, that's why you're not some, like, empty-headed dipshit that yells at people that's in charge of a bunch of people way smarter than them. That's why that's not you. And see, I know a lot about business, right? And so I, I, it's, it's why I remain kind of an independent freelance guy, and I can, I can, I can make a living that way. And... Uh, but, you know, I just run my own business, right? But I do know how business works. And so recently, uh, you know, the business leaders of the world got together and they were like, look, we can't pay people more. That's just off the table. I am not waiting an extra month to buy a yacht. That's not going to, that's untenable. I'm not going to skip the trip to space. That's just ridiculous. So here's what we'll do. We will just start lobbying to uh, create more desperate, uneducated workers. Now, you can't, you can't go like, well, that's fine. There's people all over the planet. We'll just start importing them. Well, of course you can't do that, because then people that aren't white Christian people would, like, be in this country. And every big business owner knows that that's just obviously not the right thing to do for some reason. <laughs> no, no, no. And again, people who are, they feel successful and like they have hope and they make money and all this stuff, they, you know what they tend to do? They used to start families because they'd be like, hey, I have a house to live in and I have a car and one of us can just work part time or maybe not even at all and just stay home and make sure the kids don't get thrown in a van or spend all day on the Internet getting radicalized into some sort of you know, far-right nightmare scenario thing. No, you could just stay home and do that to him yourself now. You know, but you can't, right? So people just, they're just not having kids. And those kids, you know, those are the kids that are supposed to grow up to be these new workers that are, that are struggling for crumbs rather than taking advantage of their employers. Mm. Going, oh, yeah, all right, like, I'm, I'm going to ask you for more money because you're making me do more work. Can you believe that? Can you believe that shit, Bill? It should be legal to kill those people. It's just ridiculous, asking for things for what they do. You should be having fun at your job. You should be there because you want to feel like you're part of a family. You should be there because you're really passionate about tacos or whatever the fuck. You, you shouldn't be there, what, just for money? <laughs> the root of all evil. That's what I call it. And, you know, uh, Bill, do you have something to say there? No. Oh, you're right. All right. Uh, that's, that's, 
I'm, I'm there for money. Yeah. Well, Bill, you know, that's you. That's not how successful people think. You should be just having fun, like stocking shelves, cardio, right? Or maybe that's, maybe that's more resistance training. I don't know. I don't know anything about that because I am a businessman. So I don't need to understand things. But I, I, I cut fruit and try to fill a wall that uh, cannot be filled by one person, but it is my job to fill that wall. See, and that sounds like a really challenging old school video game, and everyone loves those. Yep. Those are fun things. People always wear T-shirts of them and stuff like that. But, you know, eventually, if, if, if people stop getting together and raising children and stuff like you know, we're, we're going to run out of bills. There will be no one like Bill... To, to, to go in there and have a little fun, stocking shelves, fruit stacker, we'd call it. Uh, it's like a fun video game. Normally, you'd have to pay. You'd have to put a, a quarter, I don't know how much it is, what are the, into, a, into a machine. Mm-hmm. And then you'd ha- then, so, you could, so you could go and stack that fruit. Well, you get to just go in there and do it. And they're nice enough to pay you. Can you believe it? But for some reason, if, you know, whenever there's not an excess of people fighting each other to the, to the death for shitty jobs, it just, they start getting greedy and it's weird. So we figured we would just roll back Roe versus Wade and see that way business people like me and other, other people like, you know, Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk or whomever and all the way down, all the way down to your, your super cool dickhead boss, uh, now it's going to be a long game, but that's okay because futures trading is 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 a real thing where people make money somehow. It's basically just gambling on the future. Yeah, on the future. But the the the, the entire economy is just a Ponzi scheme based on constant population growth anyway. And you know, Ponzi schemes are illegal, but you know what's not illegal? Casinos in some places. So gambling is fine. So basically, you know, yeah, it might be it might be a good 15 years, but eventually there's going to be a whole bunch of folks that need jobs because they probably come from a single parent household <laughs> and abject poverty and uh, probably have a choice between a rough life in the streets or whatever will pay them if we're feeling nice. And we will just have so many people like that. And, you know, it's like I have stock in for-profit prisons, like I'm sure you do. A lot of people do. And, you know, like we need people to fill those prisons. People need to join the military. I mean, we're due for a war, let's be honest. Most of this country's money came from, like, the boom. we just get out of a 20-year one? Nah, but that wasn't like a bit. We need something where there's a lot more production. We need a World War III because how were things after World War II in this country, Bill? They were they were horribly racist, but they were a booming. The 1950s, everybody had a vacuum cleaner and a tie. It sure was awesome if, if you were white. But yeah, like, you know, the, the nuclear family from all the fallout, I never understood what that meant. I mean, everyone has an air fryer and student debt. Isn't that close enough? You know, the air fryers, I understand your goof there, Bill, but the air fryer, I mean, come on. Right. It's, that's it's pretty fucking amazing. That's living, that's living high off the hog. And, you know, you're not eating as much deep fried poison as, as you would be before. No, you're frying with air, uh, starchy, carby, empty calorie foods, making it so much more healthy and convenient. It's like going to a TGI Fridays without having to go anywhere. And they make everything in an air fryer there, so you can just do it at home. No, they don't. They use a microwave, I'm pretty sure. Remember those? Those were a good idea. So 
you know, that that's why if everybody's wondering, like everybody knows that, you know, uh, nobody actually cares about unborn children. And I don't care who if no one watches this, but if someone does, whoever you are, you don't care. And I know you don't care. I at this point, I have talked to enough people who I regret talking to largely on the Internet to know that you actually don't give a fuck about that at all. And, you know, I'll, 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 I'll make sure that this is real clear. Uh, it's not the whole like, well, after they're born, you know, you don't care about him. I'm not going to go down that road. George Carlin made that joke decades and decades ago. And you all have like this snappy butt face answer for that. Something along the lines of like, well, it's not our job to, like, that's different. Blah, 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 blah. It's only ever dudes, by the way. I know there's some, there's some awful harpies out there that are, that are women that bring their kids to protest outside of Planned Parenthood and stuff. But it's oh, on the internet that I've run into. It is only ever dudes. They're just like, well, you're just seeing they're always single. Maybe they have kids from someone else, and they're just like, you, you, yeah. But the thing is, is you, yeah, fine. You don't have to care about them later. But, but here's how I actually know, and I made a video about this once. You have never once protested at, posted something at, about, or whatever. You have never said or done or thought about anything about stopping in vitro fertilization clinics. I looked into this. No one cares. No one cares. And those places actually kill way more uh, viable embryos than abortion clinics do across the board because you're paying a lot of money. You want a good one. So they, they basically have the, I don't, Bill, I don't know if you know how they work or... Uh, I do, and it's that you pretty much need to kind of make 10 viable embryos. So you got one or two, probably just one, that you know is a good one because it can run all this genetic testing and no, stuff. I, I get it. It's, it's a lot like uh, catching Pokemon. You got to catch 10 of the same kind, and then you throw away the nine that suck. Yeah, and that it's not a, it's not a uh, choice, really. It's... It's a child, and the, but that's the that's the that's the joke. But that's the way they work. You have to do it that way. It, that is part of the actual inbuilt process. There's no way to just do one for like fifty, sixty thousand dollars, and then you go, uh, and then you got to pay for actually getting you know the fifty, sixty thousand dollars to give birth and everything. But no, it's on top of that. This whole process it's hard, takes a long time, and you can't get a dud. You can't do it. Te- yes, Bill. You, you, you can't get it done in America, where uh, they force you to have a child. That uh, Bill, don't step on the the punchline to this whole thing, though. Real quick, okay, you do your thing. No, no, no. I'm just saying. I'm I'm kind of roundabout in my way to something. You got it. By the way, though, if if I don't land exactly where you were going to land, then strike. Maybe make a note or something. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, like that. I'm just I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of taking a nice scenic drive to where we're going. But, um, so, yeah, they test for things like Down syndrome. By the way, uh, the, the people that go and get in vitro fertilization, which are, by the way, uh, those are called people with a lot of money. That is not, if you're having a hard time conceiving and you're someone who's living paycheck to paycheck or, or even a little better than that, you're not going to one of these places. They cost a fucking fortune, and nobody, yeah, they, they have the little baby with Down syndrome on the every child is a miracle billboards and stuff. And uh, you're like, I guess. 
But people that are actually paying money for that stuff are like, <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that just for fun. I'm going to – they don't do that. And there's other things besides that. There's other genetic defects. There's other – that's the only thing I've ever seen a billboard of. That's why. Like, they don't have, like, someone with, like, a cleft palate and, like, two nub arms be like, every baby – some people will just be like, I'm getting a vasectomy tomorrow. Like, if like, oh, I'm just stuck doing that. Like, raising a healthy kid is a nightmare. Like one that's like that much extra work, you will start to get to those people who pretend to be really caring. And, oh, it's still it's still a little gift from Jesus. Even they're like, okay, I don't, I'm not made out of money here. <laughs> I can't fucking be watching someone who needs a breathing tube fucking twenty four seven. I gotta get my I gotta go to work at the bingo hall. You know, so that that in vitro fertilization clinics intentionally make and kill. Babies, like like it's somewhere. It's it's like twice, three times. It's so much more than than abortion. Than abortion clinics actually kill, and it's like it's premeditated. They make them to kill them in order to get you know one good one. Now, I will say that some people, when I've kind of gotcha them with this, have been like, "Well, but the goal is to to is to have a kid, and that's the important thing." Are you sure that doesn't really step on the dick of all your other arguments? And, well, the thing is, is that's a life. That's a life. Those nine weren't lives. That's a whole Little League team that didn't happen. And they don't force you to be an octomom when you're like, look, man, we made ten. Eight are fine. So you have to have those. They don't do that. <laughs> the customer is always right. As you're so fond of fucking pointing out, and they're like, no, I mean, we were just trying for one. I don't, I don't care about how. Uh, oh my god, that's really funny. All right, let's just definitely focus on that in a second. But um, so, but yeah, you don't give a shit about any of that because you know that these things exist. But here's what I wanted to point out: people point fingers. Everybody. Is like, oh, see, you're, you know, you're just brainwashed, blah, 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 blah. But then they always get to go, well, well maybe you're brainwashed by your side. Maybe, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's always a fucking thing. And it's like in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, or no, wait, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, the second one. Yes. Where it's like, but only one can, <laughs> the guys like two can play the time travel game. But then they put a phony bang joker gun and put him in a cage or whatever because it's like, yeah, but it only works for the people that are actually right. <laughs> like when? So you can't just go, uh, maybe you're the one that's brainwashed because you're always listening to NPR. It's like, okay, but only one of us can actually understand how the world works and only one of us can sort of have no grasp whatsoever other than what they were propagandized into and propagandized which is maybe why I dressed up a little for this one is sort of the point you don't care about the the, the millions of babies according to your definition real life little babies that could grow up to be the next Albert Einstein or cure cancer even though you'd probably be like I don't want to. the baby will grow up into someone who you're like oh yeah I did my own research baby you can keep your fucking cancer vaccine you fucking idiot but anyhow like you don't care about those because no one wants you to care about them the people that have spent a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of everything to install certain weird beliefs into you by kind of, oh, I don't know, hijacking your faith and, uh, you know, always pairing certain things. I, I, I won't, I've made a video series about how propaganda works. I won't get into it right here. But 
since I just want to be real, real, real specific. You've been propagandized to care about abortion clinics. So me, business owners, can always have lots of underpaid employees. Oh, everything you get with it. People that join the army, people that go to jail, people that take low-wage jobs, all this stuff. Uh, it's important for the powers that be to have that working. It's not really important for them to shut down fertilization clinic. That's not that's not on their radar. Because what does that, you know, yeah, making all those excess people who are possibly like don't have access to better education and all this stuff. You can you can argue with me that, oh, I'm wrong. It's about saving lives or whatever. But you can't argue. I know you know that it, it does generate more people in that situation. It certainly does do that. We can pretend that that's a bug and not a feature all day. Fine. But the suspicious thing really should be to you, as it is to me, that if it's really about saving the lives of children, why don't you care about in vitro fertilization clinics? There's a second reason, too, besides the fact that those don't actually hurt the bottom line of people that just, you know, again, uh, profit off of the whole Ponzi scheme of a constantly growing population that doesn't, you know, doesn't is in no position to argue for more money or to be treated better or whatever. Um, the second thing is that you're poor and you're always going to be poor no matter what you think yeah, I know you, you, you defend billionaires because you think you're going to be one you're always going to be poor and they know that they run things I get it so You've never had to use an in vitro fertilization clinic. You've never walked through the doors of a place like that. You've never really Googled them, um, whatever. So basically, you know, the upper class could still get in vitro fertilization on the sly, the same way they get their mistresses and, and underage daughters' abortions and stuff, even when they're illegal. Like, they still have access to everything they want to make sure you don't have because they're rich and you're poor. So they know that, that those places aren't even on your radar. Now, I know that you guys are mostly immune to cognitive dissonance anyway, so it's like, who cares? But if they wanted to really, you know, just in case, dot their I's and cross their T's and go, hey, 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 this isn't a bunch of hypocritical garbage to try to trick you into doing stuff for our benefit that mostly only hurts you. No, 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 no. We don't like those either because this is about saving the babies. They'd have to explain it away to, well, some of you. A lot of you would pretty proud. Well, yeah, it makes sense why one's good and one's not. Yeah, yeah. But there would be enough. There'd be enough doubt. There would be seeds of doubt. But they fucking know that you are too poor to ever have had to fucking even think about a place like that. It's so far out of your league. So basically, your entire belief system that, you know, anti-abortion laws aren't just about making workers and controlling women and doing all of this stuff to keep the rich rich and whatever. Like, your entire belief about that, uh, that that's not what it's about and that it's, you know, that it's about saving children is completely falls apart in the face of the fact that in vitro fertilization clinics are a thing. And also, you should feel insulted. Like, I really want you to know that they could have spent a little extra money to kind of add the, a few lines occasionally about, how hey, these places aren't good either. Yeah, all the all the, the, the whatever laws passed would be kind of toothless. There'd be all these loopholes so they could kind of still exist. Whatever. Nothing would happen. But they just don't bother. 
because they know you're poor and stupid and they don't have to waste their time and money on you. Everyone who you look up to be like, oh, man, well, you know, an evangelical or Christian good, get rid of those abortion clinics. I love those people. They hate you. They would spit in your face if they ever had to be around you. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't. I like you. I need someone to talk to. I need a challenge. I'm what they call a people person. But everyone that, that you work for and vote for thinks you're a joke. Now, the people that I work for and vote for probably think I'm a joke, too, but I know it. And I tend to not get, you know, quite so dug in to a bunch of things that maybe don't hold a ton of water. That don't, it'd be like, you know, you'll notice, and I am being, this, you know, people politicize this issue for whatever reason, the whole abortion thing on this Mother's Day episode. But no one drives around with a Joe Biden flag on their truck. No one. And no one's ever going to. And the weird thing is, is the amount of people who like, they put those like, I did that stickers on gas stations because it's a little expensive, which I'm sure they're going to sit there picking off if it ever reaches an all-time cheap. Like, oh, shit, I can't a lot of people thinking he's like, we're really going to fuck with their hero job. But you realize that we don't care, right? Like, we just didn't want, like, a fucking rich kid that doesn't know how to run a fucking, you know, bankrupted a casino. Jesus Christ. Right. That's, like, hard to do. We just didn't want that. So that was the X to the O in the tic-tac-toe game. And now we're all moving on. Well, some of us. If you have to file for bankruptcy twice, you probably shouldn't be able to be allowed to run for president. Yeah, or what, like a hundred times? <laughs> probably I, not. I or if you owe tons of money to fucking foreign banks that, that you could just trade secrets and favors to to have them look the other way. That's uh, That's bad, that kind of thing. But guess what? That's business. It's complicated, and you don't know anything about business. You don't know shit. That's why you're poor. That's why they, no one's ever spent a dime trying to propagandize you against in vitro fertilization clinics. Those are rich people places that kill way more babies than abortion clinics. I just can't really get over how fun that all is. And it's just such a, it's not like, oh yeah, well, who's going to take care of it once it's born? Like, no, it's personal responsibility. They have an answer for everything. I made a little uh, dumb news, my other thing on this YouTube site. If you're on my YouTube, the Alchemical Cocktail Lounge, you're not listening to this at work. I made a video about that long before this new thing came out. And uh, though, whenever I would make a hot button video, like on TikTok, it would get like 180,000 views and have all these people fighting in the comments and stuff. That one was incredible because no one had anything to say about it. I mean, people that agree with me about things were all like, yeah, fucking never thought about it like that, but that's so true. I went and looked it up. Holy shit, they actually killed more babies there. And on purpose, not oops, we have a hard decision to make here. We signed up for this. It's it, it's basically if you ignore the fact that one gets born, it's like, here's 80 grand. Could you please kill nine babies for me? That's what those places are. And am I saying we should get rid of them? No, I'm, I'm not stupid. You should be able to do that. You should be able to, to do that if you want or get rid of one that doesn't work because you know what? It all comes out in the wash. Some days you lose one, some days you have one. Some days there's some people that they, they can't conceive and they go to an in vitro place and, hey, they have, a, they have a child. And if they have that kind of money, they probably have their shit together. That kid's going to have a sweet ride. And then someone on, you know, meth who's 15 and homeless, you know, they go ahead and maybe don't have that baby. <laughs> 
And, you know, it, it, it evens out. It's all, it's all totally fine. And maybe, you know, oh, maybe that homeless teenage meth addict, maybe that baby would have grown up to be the next Einstein. No, no. And you know better than that. Do you ever, do you ever go like, man, we really could use another Einstein and realize they probably got born in like fucking, uh, where was it? Yemen or something? Detroit. <laughs> or Detroit in this country or yeah. Let, yeah. Cause well, that's not even America. Fine. Detroit. <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, they're busy. Like maybe becoming a really successful drug dealer. Cause they, they, they were kind of smart, but you're, you can only get as successful as your opportunities will allow you to like, you could be the smartest guy in the world and some living in some part of the world where everyone's just sort of barefoot and there's no running water. It's like, well, maybe he's going to be the next Elon Musk. If he really, really puts his mind to it. And by he, I mean, he was accidentally born a woman in that country. So they just killed him like that. You know what? Those yeah, there's probably a lot of people who are about to cure cancer that just kind of, you know, got a little unlucky and were born in Detroit and not Detroit in the 50s where they maybe would have been doing great. But, yeah, uh, all of that stuff is so fucking ridiculous. And the fun part about that is is when I was talking shit about the in vitro fertilization thing, it was like crickets from the other side, the propagandized, uneducated side. It's not really a side. It's more of a lower level. But, uh, yeah, nothing. In the lower... The underside is a side. Oh, that's true. The bottom, the <laughs> bottom of my shoe with dog poop on it is a side of my shoe, and it's not the top side of my shoe. Good point, Bill. Um, but when I had recently posted things on, on, I was just antagonizing people on Facebook. I love social media. It's a lot of fun. I think you should spend more time on it. Everybody's really got it backwards. Like outside, you know what's outside? Bugs, skin cancer. People that grew up with absolutely no opportunities that might carjack you. I don't know, whatever. Like, you don't want to go out there. You want to spend all your time on social media. That's, you know, they tell you it's not healthy, but what do they know anyway? So anyway, I was on Facebook and I was, I made a little rhyme. I don't know, Bill probably saw it. What the fuck did I say? It was something like, it was just something about, uh oh, we need more workers. What do we do? Oh yeah, uh, wages, prices are high, profits are high, wages are low. But workers don't reproduce when they're broke. So how do we get more people in here? And the Supreme Court said, hang on, hold my beer. That's what I said. Mm. I don't want to look at that post or okay. talk to anybody on there. Because I, I talked a bunch of shit and then left. And I've noticed the fights just going on without me, which I love. Like, I love starting a fire and wandering off. But anyway, I said that. And no one was like, no, that's not how it works. No one. Everyone that said something shitty on there, which was only a couple people. I don't know how I'm friends with any of these people. Probably from when I was in Blue Felix. But, like, you know, the cute girls and stuff that those guys have no contact with. Uh, we're all like, hell, it's fucking sad, man, but that's the way it is. These guys were like, yeah, well, maybe the liberals are broke. I'm like, oh, so, so I'm not wrong, though, huh? Like, and then someone posted that, you know, that was just to distract you because this thing about the Pfizer vaccine that I actually went and looked up and is not true at all just came out. That's all it is. Like, yeah, that's all great, everybody. You just have to say something shitty because you don't like what I pointed out. But no one was like, oh, that's not true. Because even you fucking brain-dead peons know that you can't, there's no, you haven't been spoon-fed an argument to that one. And again, much like the IVF, the, the fertility clinic thing, you only regurgitate what you're spoon-fed. And they know that giving you answers Clapback answers, handing them out, like having Tucker Carlson or someone be like, here's what you say when they say that. No, because then he'd have to bring that up at all. 
And that's a little bit too easy to go, but that's, but we're not super, you know, we're not super pro rich elite people or we don't think we are. Uh, so wait, are they doing that? It's like, no, 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 no. They don't want to risk that. You can tell. You can literally tell because there's no memes to share that are like, oh, if you think this is all about making more workers and stuff, well, okay, the point is it's probably just distracting you from something. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's a whole bunch of fucking nothing. And I really got to say that, that you know, this Mother's Day. <laughs> oh, shit, I forgot where I'm at. Just remember to appreciate your mother. And, I mean, you know, for all the hard work she did. Not for having you. Because, fucking A, man. Life is a lot like soccer. My mom signed me up for it. She expects me to try my best at it. And I fucking hate playing soccer. <laughs> that, that's a meme. That's not even my own joke. Right. But it fit there really well. By the way, Bill, you said something really funny earlier. I don't know if I can quite work this into a rant, but now that I've run out of steam and I think I'm going to kind of move on to something, uh, something a little bit further down the logical line, is that if <laughs> those, those billboards that have a baby with Down syndrome, and they're adorable and all, expensive. They're like buying a pug or a bully breed. You know they're going to have a lot of health issues down the road, but they're super cute. Oh, by the way, that's an awful premise. There's, there's a lot of anti-abortion ads, but uh-huh. there are no pro-abortion ads. So no. I was just thinking, like, if there was... No, that doesn't need to be probed. This is still anti-abortion. No, Bill wrote down an abortion ad, and there's a little kid with Down syndrome in the picture looking all cute, and it just says, are you down for this? Now, I guess you could read that. <laughs> are you down? You got to get up by you down with the syndrome. Uh, you, you, you could look at it as negative if you're a big old negative Nelly. Yeah. Like, you could be like, oh, that's. Again, it's like putting up a picture of a of like a purebred dog that you know is going to have hip dysplasia, and it's like, are you sure? Sure, you want to commit to this? You're at work a lot, and it's a lot of medical. We've said this before: if you can't afford the vet, you can't afford the pet. You need to be responsible. <laughs> now, <laughs> that's true with making human babies too, though no one really seems to want to think about that part of it. But yeah, I think some people could also, you know, you know what we need to do. All right. Uh, this dawned on me because of this. We need to somehow, and I'm thinking so hard, my head's already starting to hurt. It felt good one second ago, and it's like it's it's over. The the, the all, all nine fans are running. It's really it's it's. But I'm really trying to render out a lot of fucking high def video right now. Um, we have to figure out. Very specifically on the ground level. We generally obviously know, but we have to specifically figure out, you know, who makes those anti-abortion billboard ads? Like, what's the actual phone number or name of, you know, a place that, like, that, that spends money to make that happen? Now, I am a design and, uh, and marketing guy. As, as my trade often is. You know, so, yeah, even a music video is a commercial for the band, but I've made plenty of ads for things that aren't that much fun. That's where, you know, my money comes from. I'm a creative guy, audio, video, photo design. I've designed a lot of T-shirts for T-shirt companies, whatever. So I have a healthy portfolio. I'm going to have to take some of the fun stuff out of it, but I think what I need to do is get a job 
working for whoever the creative department arm of whoever the fuck it actually exactly is that puts up all those anti-abortion billboards and shit like that. Like where, you know, and just dig myself in like a tick, right? Work my way under the skin and try to convince them to make, if not exactly that ad that you're suggesting, although that would be my holy grail full of aborted fetal tissue uh, that I drink to make me forever young. Um, but, you know, down, a picture of a baby with Down syndrome and it says, are you down for this on there? You know, choose life. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, maybe. Maybe I could get them to say it. But something close. Something that's just as much of a thing where they think it's a really, you know, oh, man, this, this is a really slick ad. This will really, really change some people's minds who can't afford to have children. That'll really do the, the old trick, whatever they're trying to do there. Um, and then when you, when you, you know, the people that are already on those people's side are just going to see that and be like, yep, doing a good thing. And then intelligent people who are not those people will see it and go, who the fuck let that happen. Whatever it is, maybe something more subtle, maybe something worse. Who knows? I'm, I'll, be, I'll be in the writer's room. I'll be spitballing ideas. I'm full of them. So, you know, it'll, it'll be, you know, we'll have a few. And, uh, you know, because there, God, I, lo- I wonder if that happens occasionally when you see that. Because there was a thing for, I think it was in South Dakota. It was, uh, maybe it was Sioux City or maybe it was statewide. But they had a campaign and it was on their website. Like you, I don't know if it's still the case. It was, and I think even like Rogan talked about it or someone on there. But they pointed out that their anti-meth campaign was meth. We're on it, as in you know Batman's on the case. Right. But it was meth. We're on it. I don't think that that was somebody being stupid. I kind of. I mean, obviously someone was being stupid because whoever was like gatekeeping the ideas didn't really do their job. But I wonder, I just have to think it's somebody like me who just wanted to embarrass and fuck up <laughs> this whole thing by only ever saying it out loud. Meth. We're on it. Like McGruff, the crime dog. Like, fuck yeah. It's like, do you want to read this on a, uh, you know, ah, I don't have time to read it. And you know why? Because the people in charge, well, they're good at business. But they're not good at art. <laughs> They're not good at anything else. They don't know what the fuck is going on. All they know is they get to decide. Ooh, which, and maybe, because this is what I would do. I gave them, like, five things that were basically all jokes like that. And you know what? I'm like, you get to pick. And I ran them all by them, like, really quickly. Like, meth, we're on it. And it's like, we're really cooking at the meth, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, fucking... Whatever it is, like Breaking Bad, we're going to break some bad guys. and whatever, Something that just dumb shit. Meth. We're cooking up solutions. Yeah, we're cooking up solutions <laughs> to our meth problem. And they're like, hey, come on. And then I'm just like, or meth, we're on it. And they're like, oh, wait, I like that one. That's really short and punchy. And yeah, like we're on the case. It makes it sound like we're actually doing something, which we're not. <laughs> so, yeah, that would be so awesome. All right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to cut out early. You guys, you know, pull an all-nighter. I know you're salaried, but whatever, and work on this. I got, I got to go get my mistress an abortion. Go, you know, you guys handle this shit. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I would work here for free because I, I'm passionate about my job. <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> so fucking, 
Like, I, I feel like that, therefore, there's a precedent, right? Like, so that's happened. That has to have been the case. It can't possibly have just been, like, it's too slick to be an accident. You know what I mean? Because it may, like, I've seen some things where it's like the copy barely even makes any sense. That's incompetence, where you're like, they tried to, I'm t- oh, there was a good example I saw a while ago. But they tried way too hard to make a bunch of different tricks out of the wording to the point where it doesn't even really make any sense. Like, shouldn't all of Unbreakable be highlighted instead of just like, yeah, but then it's not saying the tagline or the whatever, whatever it is. I'm, I'm, I'm grasping at straws trying to remember what that was. But anyway, that is boobery. That's just someone who is a group of people where no one really knows what they're doing. No one really knows how to, like, keep the uh, the copy together and stuff. So the idea that I could infiltrate some sort of weird pro-life group and become their, their ad man, and we could make that. And I'd be like, guys, we should really be selling T-shirts because this, you know, everyone seems to love it. I mean, even we get letters from pro-choice people that are like, guys, that's a hell of a billboard. So you know what that means? I think we're changing hearts and changing minds. We are doing the Lord's work here on earth with this. Are you down for this (laughs) billboard and and T-shirt line and everything? I'm really going to help them step up their game. I'm going to make sure that everybody sees that. All over the country. That's going to become the number one because of the, and again, the numbers don't lie. The numbers are like, again, people on people from all these these blue states and big cities are like, that billboard is unbelievable. Can I? They've been asking for T-shirts. We don't even make them. I don't know how they found this number. They would be getting five-star reviews on the, I don't know, the, <laughs> the pro-life website. And they'd be like, hell yeah, man. And by the way, I will also spend a little of my own money that I hopefully make for them to just hire bot farms to be like, this is this. You know what? I've I've I'm I'm voting red this year. I've changed my mind. Just all this fake shit being like this is the most effective ad campaign. And there's no dollars because you know you can lie and be like, oh yeah, I have all these podcast listeners sponsor me, and they're like, yeah, but we actually look at it. There's no money coming. So you know those kind of lies people can eventually see through, right? They're like, oh, all these plays on Spotify on this album are fake. Whatever, 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 because just the money's not there. Like, well, how come you can't afford to go on tour if you're getting a million plays a day on Spotify? Oh, they're fake. They're like bot farms or whatever. But this, this is like impossible to actually measure. And also like at this point, what, 70% of the country, and that includes like people of many different stripes and political affiliations basically are like for some kind of reproductive and, you know, you are pro-choice to some degree. They're like, hey, this should happen. You know, this should be available, whatever. It's like a weird, loud minority. So you would not really be able to measure like, oh, man, people really started getting less abortions after this. Like, yeah, like those metrics are going to be because it don't happen at the around the same time. They make it illegal. So they'll never figure it out. But we'll have we'll we'll. (laughs) So so if I if I take the take the effort and spend a little money really pushing this into the most successful Pro-life ad of all time. We're going to see that T-shirt all over the world. Oh, it's going to be so good. I actually even, I, I fell off of even, uh, uh, I, you know, my normal goal, which is to watch the world burn. And I'm like, maybe I could actually get rich doing this. Wouldn't that be funny? It's like, how does this idiot we've now heard of because he's worth $100 million is behind this goddamn thing that we definitely all saw? 
Like, where'd he come from? Like, and I, you know what the best part is? I will come right out and admit it as fast as possible, especially if it were to make me a bunch of money. Like, for $100 million, and I'm not like Tommy Wiseau. Like, I could make a, a halfway decent documentary or movie with, like, almost nobody's help. But for a little bit of money, I could be like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that this is on Netflix. Like, I'm just going to pay. It's like the, like the second the cash dries up a little and everyone's over it, and they're like, we got to... Uh, Hey, uh, Mr. Wheeler, we gotta come up with a new one. Man, we were gonna, we were gonna kick the, kick the fucking ball through the basket for a home run this time, or whatever the hell. And uh, and I'll be like, yeah, guys, I'm gonna get right on it. And then I will release my Netflix documentary about how I suckered a bunch of dimwits. And luckily, this podcast gets no listeners, so I mean, it gets like ten per episode. <laughs> and you know, you 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 make them because you just keep doing it, so you have a body of work. You know, it's like it could be years. And I'm gonna keep doing this because this has felt good. And we're coming up with ideas, and ideas that could make us a lot of money. So, hey, uh, earlier. <laughs> Bill has just been writing down things, and I also, I like not, it's more fun for me, rather than organically working them into whatever I'm yelling about, to just <laughs> scream about them. But Bill had a, what I would call almost an even better idea, and also one that might be easier. He just wrote, give hoarders meth. <laughs> and... <laughs> Why has no one thought of this before? <laughs> you know, as, as Alexis has pointed out, like, why the fuck are we sitting there? There's another video on the Alchemical Cocktail Lounge where we review an episode of Hoarders, and I think it's our biggest video. And she's just like, how come they always ask the person who's covered in shit what they want to do? Fuck them. Like, like, oh, do you want this broken shoe? Do you want this old phone book? Do you want this dead cat? Like, you got to make a decision. Like, just give them meth. They'll clean right, but, uh, you know... I think we might have to make a slight distinction in that people who are dirty hoarders, I mean, okay, they're all dirty, right? Right. Like, people who are, like, slime and mold and shit garbage, you know, not thrower wares, sometimes are different a little, slightly, if you watch hoarders and I do. People who eat their own poop. That kind of folk. Yeah, um, but there's also the ones that are just like, oh, I just buy things at garage sales and I just never get rid of, like, they just have a lot of stuff. And it ends up being uh, covered in spider webs and cat carcasses and shit anyway. But it's like their main thing is that more than just shitting in buckets and never throwing garbage away. And there's just, like, cat shit on the ceiling and, like, all that. It's like if we gave those, you know, the ones that are just unbelievably dirty, if we gave them, them meth, they might start throwing things away. That's, you know what? Never mind. Here's what we need to do. I, we give I, the dirt. I was just thinking about the, we were talking about ads and that what, uh, that's what brought it up. Because I was thinking about the meth ad. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the song. Yeah. Where it was Lean like, in a little. We're going to go on for a second. Yeah, just lean where, physically. So, uh, it, was, it was along the lines of meth. Ooh, oh, it was. And I don't. Like, I don't eat and I don't sleep, but I got the cleanest bathroom on the street. I got meth. the cleanest house oh, on the street. Meth. Or the cleanest yes. house on. She's yes. cleaning the bathroom in that commercial. Right. I remember yes, it. Yes. So I like it. 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 It was a very like. I was just like, maybe I need some meth. That's, that's yeah. What I felt well, I saw it, and I here's like, here's what I think. I think I figured out because. Meth might help the the filthy, diarrhea-covered McDonald's wrapper hoarder, right? Mm -hmm. That might help them. 
or whatever. They'll go even crazier. They'll just leave their house and live out of their car on the highway like fucking fed smoker, just harassing people and spitting teeth everywhere and everything. Uh, You know, whatever, but it's a solution, certainly. But here's what we have to do, though. We have to give the stuff hoarders, we have to give them cocaine. Okay. Because they'll start selling their shit. No, crack. Okay, that's- Crackheads have nothing. Crackheads live in empty houses with boards on the doors and windows because they're afraid people are going to come steal their nothing. Okay, that was the same thing I was thinking about meth because, like, the various... But see, meth, here's the problem with, okay. with the... No, 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 we're going to really break this down. No, this will be what we end on because, because I, I... You're onto something here, but let, we have to get into... You know what? A lot of things in this, you know... I'm, in our country and in the modern people in this day, in their, in their discussions and their ideas, they lack nuance. So we really need to get into this, this diarrhea pile full of crack rocks. And, but here's my point. I've learned a lot about different addict behavior over time from either being around them or just watching a lot of TV about them or listening to, listening to Dr. Drew. I'm 41. I've picked up a bunch of random knowledge for, about things. And also, you know, drugs are fun. So I end up being adjacent to that world. And, uh, Of course, it's also always good to know that when you yourself aren't doing any of the things you're noticing, that really enables you to keep doing drugs. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, maybe keeps you on the level a little bit. But um, the problem with giving people meth to dehoard their house is that meth heads tend to, they might scrub shit or they might whatever, but they tend to collect junk because they're going to sell it for meth. Or they're going to take, you know, catalytic converters or they're going to rip. They steal, like, air conditioners and they take microwaves apart. Like, they're like Tommyknockers. Ooh, maybe that's what that book was about. But anyway, they're, they're, they change. Oh, my God. Was it Tommyknockers? That Stephen King book with the aliens about meth? An allegory? Let's put a pin in that. But um, I'll make a note. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so, but anyhow, meth, meth users tend to collect a lot of crap. And they have, you know, just... Car junkyards in their backyard just full of shit they're taking apart to either make into meth or trade for meth or 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 whatever. And uh, but the, here's the thing: people who smoke crack, at least when they're not homeless, which is usually a step in the journey, but they tend to live in empty houses. They tend to be incredibly paranoid. They've all they don't go get more stuff. They just sell everything they have, and then they go and they try to. Like, if they are stealing stuff, they're not collecting it nearly as much. They're, they're selling it. Mm. it these, these items are priced to move. <laughs> like, I just stole this car antenna of a parked car, and I'm going to just walk around seeing if anyone wants to buy it off me, like, right now. Like, that, that is how crack works. So we have to be very, very careful as doctors prescribing different types of illicit stimulants to crazy people. Um well, but then what do real doctors do anyway? But I, I, yeah, so we have to really make sure we know specifically what kind of hoarder we have on our hands. You know, if it's the kind of person who's just dirty, maybe a little meth will help them clean up. If it's someone who's just collected a ton of junk, we really have to get them addicted to crack. That's the only choice we have in this endeavor that you have uh, written down. Right. Now... There's another risk with giving, and I think I'll probably end on this. Um, nope, I better say it, and then we'll get back to if you had another thing. Uh, if you give meth to people, and I've, I've, I've mentioned this on here before, where it, it, it tends, to, um, tends to breed fascism. Uh, it definitely was used a lot 
by Hitler and by the German army at the time and all this other stuff. It really makes uh, their bikers have. There is a specific kind of meth because, again, there are kinds of it. If you've watched Breaking Bad, you know there kind of is. Um, but there was this one kind of biker meth that was just called Hitler. And it was part of it was that it was like incredibly pure. I don't know what that means because it's made out of like gasoline and cough syrup. I have no idea. But like uh, it, it, it makes you like that. It makes you very like, ah, I want order. You got to, and people tend to get organized. You know, it's funny too. The meth problem in this country is uh, starting to overtake the opioid epidemic. That's becoming the worst thing again now. Mm. And uh, you'll notice that far right extremism and fascism are kind of on the rise as a public sentiment. So, oh, also meth users, and this is something I did learn from Dr. Drew also, was that they tend to go towards authority figures. They tend to, coke heads run away from the cops, meth heads run towards the cops. They're always like, what are you doing here, my dear brother? They're like Fed they, they They always want to go up and get in the cops' business and talk to them. And it's, it's fucking weird, and it's counterintuitive, but it, everything, all the, there's a lot of empirical evidence that it's like, oh, they definitely do that. It's just a thing that they do. Like, the cops will tell you that, like, meth heads are always coming in here. And you'll notice we're having a real bad problem with meth, and there's a lot of Blue Lives Matters flags flying around all over the place. People just love, they love a, a uniformed authority figure for some, even though they're breaking the law. Well, they're on meth, but if, I guess if meth was legal, then it wouldn't even matter. It'd be like, so uh, meth gives rise to authoritarianism. So these people who are already covered in. I'm just interested in evangelical meth. Yeah, I, I was wanting to, to, I mean, you know, religion is the opiate of the masses, but I, I was kind of getting curious. But see, I don't think there's people in the upper echelons like the, the church folk that are wearing a tie and telling you how it is and stuff, uh, and the megachurch people and whatever. It's, I mean, they might have coke problems, who knows. But the people on the ground floor are on a lot of meth. And... I think that's that is that is a tiny part of where the weird boot-looking authoritarianism thing is coming from. But the sad part is, is that yeah, you know, poor, uneducated rural people tend to be kind of overweight and don't have a lot of style. And in the infamous words of Winston Churchill, and by that I mean a Monday night comedy show where I dressed as Winston Churchill and pretended I was Winston Churchill and got equally as drunk. I said that the only thing worse than a Nazi is a fat Nazi. At least have a little style, you know? Try to fit into that uniform. Do a sit-up. Eat a vegetable, for fuck's sake. Take off that hat, you know? Comb your hair for once. But that's not going to be the case here. It's just going to be a bunch of fucking Golden Corral patrons doing their best to goose step around, <laughs> mostly rolling around in rascal scooters, waving their big flabby arms in, a, in a, what we think might be a Siegheil salute. They're a little amorphous. It's tough to pick out which way their arms are pointing sometimes. And that will just be sad. If this country goes down in flames due to some sort of weird authoritarian thing that always leads to like things falling apart, and when people look at it in history books and they're just like the people of Walmart and they're just this disorganized, they're on meth, they're racist, they're violent, they're out there getting things done, but my God, these pictures are hard to look at. 
If you're going to be like that, have some redeeming qualities rather than zero. You know, and a little bit of a sense of fashion. Doesn't make up for all the other awful shit, but it's something. It doesn't hurt. No, it really doesn't. And, you know, and that's why if you run a company that makes pro-life billboards, you should really hire me (laughs) to come up with a slick ad campaign because we're going to make some goddamn money here. And as we all know, no matter what anybody says, that is really what it's all about. Now, I could end right there. But earlier, I kind of cut you off a little bit on the abortion thing. And I would like to know what it was you are going to say because I wonder if I got there or if actually I was wrong. Okay. I want to know. I was just going to say that America is a fascinating place because uh, it's the only place where they force you to have a child that easily costs $50,000 if it's healthy. Uh, We'll charge you to hold it and we'll not give you time off to have it or raise it. And that's exactly right. And you know what? That's a good paraphrase of ultimately where I was going, where that is the case. Yes. Because this country is just a bunch of, like, know-nothing middlemen who know about business but don't know nothing about shit that just have jobs for no reason. Like, we're the only country that you have to – you prepare your own taxes. And that's literally because tax-preparing things is a racket like everywhere else, and they lobby Congress to make sure that we don't switch to – like, everywhere else in the world does it where they're like, okay, we know what you owe us if you see any – problems here, you know, bring it up to us and we'll see if we agree. But we're the only country you pay people to do it because it's too complicated. No one does it for you, but you have to do it. And all of our shit is based off of basically that. So it's like no one wants to you know, give you maternity leave, but then no one also wants to lose all that money from charging you to hold your own baby. And, and they know that nobody if you don't have any money for childcare or healthcare or anything, just like fine, we won't have kids. Because people are going to fuck. But they'll get vasectomies and they'll do whatever. But they're, you know, but they know they're going to fuck. And that whole, like, well, if you don't want kids, just don't. Shut your fat, stupid face. People fuck. It's all we got. It's the only thing you can do in this country that you don't have to take out a loan (laughs) to to enjoy. It's like, can you afford a boat? No. Summer home? No. Electricity half the time? Maybe. Who knows? But you can fuck. That just takes another person. That's all you have. It's basically free. And they're like, okay, you know, no one is going to give that up. It's a biological drive. It's what got us here. It's what got everyone here. So they're just like, we'll just make abortion illegal, and then we can still charge $50,000. We can still not give you any time off, but then there'll be people. Mm. It's a solution where we don't have to actually do the right thing for anyone at all. (laughs) And then I made a little note afterwards. Yeah. Because as I was writing, I was like, oh, that's why. Well, I was already yelling about prison in the military. I'm yeah, not sure. But so, yeah, yeah. Well, I got that one down. Yeah, that, we got that part out. I was down for that. But yeah, so to, reca- to recapitulate, which by the way, do you know that that's what recap is short for? Most people don't. You want to know why? Yeah, yeah. Well, I just wanted to put a little feather in the cap of the, or maybe perhaps the last shovel of dirt on the grave of if anyone wants to argue with me that maybe I'm the stupid one who doesn't get how things work. You didn't know what that word even was, so fuck off. Please argue, though. It does it, it does grow engagement. And having a lot of comments does help get my videos viewed and my podcast listened to. So do your part in making me more money 
by giving me some fucking incel neckbeard ass argument to this thing so that all the hot girls that actually like what I do will shit all over you in the comments and argue with you and you'll probably go shoot up a school or something. But you probably also can't afford a gun. So whatever. Oh, if you, um, if you do hate us or like us, uh, especially John, uh, remember <laughs> to uh, rate this uh, five stars yes. on iTunes or not or, iTunes anymore. Apple Podcasts. Yes, give give it a positive review in anywhere you can. And uh, remember, if other people see it, they can hate it with you or they can like it with you. But if no one sees it, then you're just gonna be like a madman who is like, oh, I hate this thing that no one's ever heard of. Yeah, it's gonna be embarrassing. You'll be screaming into the void, and the only option you'll have is to engage with me about it through comments, which I'll either ignore or make you look like an idiot. And either way, you it is impossible to hurt my feelings because I don't know where anyone ever got the idea that I respect them enough to care what they think or say. But if that is your opinion, you have been very misled. And also, as some people are like, you know, I'm going to unsubscribe, blah, 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 blah. Listen to this real carefully. This is going to be the last thing I say on this real fast. There are 7 billion people on this planet. Lots of them speak English. A lot of them have an internet connection. And it takes, if you have a band or you're a musician or a podcast or whatever, it's well established that if you have a 1,000 fans, a 1,000, you can have like a good, like your mortgage payments, your car, you're, you're in good shape. That's all you need of people who tend to buy your T-shirts and tend to give a shit. A 1,000 out of 7 billion so the odds of me giving a fuck whether you like me or what I have to say or not are about a thousand out of seven billion. I don't know what that rounds down to to get to one because I'm a businessman, not a mathematician. Anyway, happy Mother's Day. Oh, shit. I forgot that's what we were talking about. No, it was what we were talking about the whole time. Happy Mother's Day. Yep. And uh, tell your mother thanks for having me. And then... Ask her what she was thinking. Word to your mother. The Reverend John Wheeler podcast takes zero responsibility for the words, actions, or ideas of its host, guests, or listeners. Though the people on the screen may at times be speaking directly to you and may occasionally give you direct calls to action, neither Reverend John nor the Alchemical Cocktail Lounge are under any moral or legal obligation to answer for the potentially disastrous repercussions that may arise if you are stupid enough to actually follow the orders of a raving lunatic. Think for yourself and do whatever you want because you're on your own. If anyone ever tries to sue this podcast, black SUVs will converge on your location in the darkness of night and you will never be seen again. Remember to like and subscribe.